the next up podcast fresh episode coming at you jonathan pearson here and with me is my good friend uh, dustin the man without a plan bates literally that is my legal middle name what's up everybody Today, we are going to talk about a topic, Dustin, we were just talking about this a few minutes ago. I think it's one of those things that we don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I've heard a lot of people uh, necessarily talk about this, uh, but I think it's one of those things that makes a huge difference. Like just in regular conversation, the people that do it, I think it, even if we don't realize what they're doing, I think it makes a huge difference in the way we perceive them and the way we relate to them and the way we connect with them. And that is this, Dustin, using the words we versus I. And I think a lot of times, especially in leadership circles, um, which is mainly what we're going to be talking to the people we're going to be talking to today. I think a lot of times we replace the word, we place the word I when we should place the word we. And when we're talking, we use the word we when we should use the word I. And so today I just want us to sit down just for a few minutes and talk about the difference and when we should use these terms and why it's important to use these terms. Dustin, have you noticed um, just in your in your experience how those terms, interchanging those terms makes a difference in how people perceive what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's important, like you pointed out, that really both of those are important, that there is a time to use we and there's a you know real, I guess, sexy leadership lingo of, you know, it's, it's, we, it's the team, but there is a time when saying I is better, especially as the leader, but there is times when you definitely need to use we, and even though that sounds so small, but it it really is about creating culture and and language creates culture. Absolutely. And, and it can, these words can either associate or they can alienate. And so anyway, so let's, let's just dive straight in. Dustin, we listed three times and three reasons why we should use the words we, or the word we, and when we should use the word I. And we'll just kind of go through these list by list and kind of talk about each one. Um, The first reason we should say we is because it gives ownership to others during the process. In other words, what I'm saying, Dustin, is when we're um, trying to move in a direction, a, a larger project, I'm not talking about the things that you do weekly, weekly, week in, week out, but a larger project, let's say you're, you're, you're redoing something, let's say you're redreaming, let's say you have a new year, whatever it might be, but you're starting a large project, using the word we gives ownership to those people that you have around the table as well. If you constantly use the word I, I think, I believe, I should, then from the get-go, in that process that you're that you're starting, people are immediately going to think it's about you rather than them. And when they think it's about you rather than them, even if they love you, su- success will be as short-lived and it won't be done from a place of, I want to do this. I've got to see this happen. So we use the word we to give ownership to other people to say, we're in this together. This is something we're going to do. This is something we're going to champion. This is something we're going to accomplish. Yeah, I think a cool example of this, and I'm not a huge golf fan myself or keep up with the sport a ton and certainly can't play it well, but Jordan Spieth, the young guy who's, you know, last couple of years become a, you know, big player in the sport. One of the things that's interesting, and I haven't watched every interview, but I've seen some where when he's talking, he is very team focused and what's interesting of course is you know you would you would expect that like in a basketball player or baseball player or football player you know because it is a a team sport but you know golf 
he's the one swinging the club. He's the one with the name on the sponsorship, but he constantly refers to, you know, his team, you know, his caddy, his coach. And, you know, I've heard him a couple of times say, well, you know, when we approach this, this tournament or when we approach this course, yeah. or when we approach this hole. And, and I think that's a really, you know, powerful thing that he's, he's recognizing out loud and giving credence, credibility to the other guys, you know, it wasn't, hey, watch where I can go. It's, hey, watch where we're going together and what look what we're accomplishing together. And, you know, obviously it is, he's still the athlete. Mm-hmm. But what an impressive display yeah. in a very individual sport. And I think that was pretty fascinating. Yeah, especially in a sport like, like golf. That's interesting. Number two, and I think these kind of play um, – these kind of play into each other is number two, it allows others to celebrate the success. And so not only is it important that we use the word we while we're accomplishing something, but at the end, it allows people to celebrate the end product as well. Let's say that you're, um, that you're building a house and you use the words, we are building this house. And at the end you switch to, I built this house. Now what, what's going to happen with the people, the contractors or the people that the person that did the tile or the person that those people are immediately going to think, wait, 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 I, I had something to, to do with this as well. But when we changed it to the word we, look at what we did, look at what we accomplished, then it allows people to celebrate that success. And for the leader, that allows you to propel forward to the next thing because it kind of builds the snowball of momentum using the word we. Yeah, because reality is, as a leader, it's probably not us doing a lot of the heavy lifting or, or at least the the physical heavy lifting. I mean, you know, the, the best leaders obviously are the ones that are, that are orchestrated. You may not be the smartest person in the room or the most talented, but you know, being a leader is orchestrating these people around a common cause. And again, I think it comes to culture. Are you creating a culture of shared success, um, towards a common vision or you, you know, creating a culture where it's about individual praise, individual accomplishment. And if that's the case, I, I do feel that those people, that you're trying to pull around you, if you birth that in them, then when an opportunity that's better than what you offer comes along, why would they not leave? Because the culture that you've created is look out for you, look out for me, look out for I. Yeah. And, and, and also I think it's, it's tougher to, um, to maintain if you're using the word I and you're singling out people, if I'm celebrating an individual's success, that is going to wear me out because I have to celebrate everybody's success individually over and over and over again. But when I'm celebrating our success, then it broadens that out a lot, a lot more, and it keeps that encouragement, it keeps that um, that that uh, that celebration attitude going. Because I'm not having to go to each person, but I'm saying, look at what we did, and it keeps morale up as well. So those that's what saying the word we does. What does saying I do? Dustin, why don't you why don't you take the first one? Well, I think you know I is certainly inclusive um, in nature, but I think as a leader, and this is where this is where it's tough. Um, you mean exclusive, not, right? I'm sorry, exclusive. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah, exclusive in nature. Uh, but I think this is where it's tough to be a leader because you know a good leader is is generally going to be about either both mission and team you know so you're you're looking beyond yourself above yourself you know we can look throughout history some of the greatest leaders and and it certainly was through them but a lot of times it wasn't directly about them or they didn't pitch it that way but when things came down when it came down to true ownership they would use the that personal pronoun i of i am bought into this though you know i have stock in this game 
you know, I know we use we a lot, but you need to, you know, I as the leader am owning this as much so and yeah. more so than what you're doing. And I think that's a very powerful thing that even though we often do need to leverage we because it is about the group, but I think there is something powerful that when a leader says, you know, I have banked, you know, I've put everything into this. So I have sacrificed all of this, you know, so then you can say, so then I'm calling you too, so that then we can do, you know, whatever we're out to accomplish. And so I know even in our, you know, ministries and stuff, I've, I've seen that at play where sometimes the leader does need to come out and say, listen, you know, don't think that because you've bled for this, that I haven't, you know, so have I, yeah. but that's the reason I can say we is because I know you have, and now you know that I have as well. So, so using the word I can be that example setting that we all know that leaders should set the example, but using the word I can also be another strong way to say, right, I'm, I'm, I'm going before you. It's kind of like the, the pastor that ties to his own church. He's saying, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm invested in this. I have skin in the game and I'm willing yeah. to, to, to go all out and I'm willing to yeah. serve. Cause I think actually using I in that context actually gives more credibility to the we. You know, so you're right. When you hear about that leader who uh, I was listening to to a leader is telling a story of how he got a project off the ground years ago and he had, you know, ten or fifteen thousand dollars saved and it was all, you know, trying to save up to buy a house. But he saw this vision. And so he invested in the vision before nobody else did. And so he paid that price. But out of that, now he can say, so imagine what we can do together. I've seen what I can do on my own. I know that I have what it takes what do you have what it takes and what can we do together? And it does. It's like, wow, that's, that's a vision worth buying into because I know they're bought into it as well. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good point. Also saying the word I, and this is, I think this is really the biggie here, Dustin. I think as a leader, we have to use the word I when it doesn't go according to plan. In other words, what I'm saying is, I well, I say, I say, I say y'all, 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 <laughs> all y'all, all y'all, all y'all have done this wrong. And so, uh, so I didn't know that. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm listening to this podcast right if now. If you would have just listened to I, wait, no, that didn't work. Anyway, that's right. But but we should use the word I when we're taking blame. In other words, I dropped the ball. I didn't plan correctly. I I told them to do that. I set the direction. I set the mood. I set the temperature. And and what we're doing there is even when it's it's let, let's be honest, it probably isn't all of your fault. But when you're doing there, you are setting an example, just like we talked about the other way. But you're setting an example saying, okay, it's 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 okay to fail, but you're also setting an example saying, I'm not perfect either. And I, I really do believe one of the things that builds loyalties towards leaders are leaders who, number one, have their back, and number two, will admit that they had some fault as well. Um, Dustin, one of the things that kind of kind of got me all thinking about this is I heard a story about a, about a lady who had, had done something at her job, and it, it ended up not being the right thing. Well, she had sent it through her boss, and her boss's response when it kind of was got to the end and it wasn't right was, did you do this? Like almost pushing the blame back on her, whereas she should have said either we did this or I'm so so sorry, but I told you to do this and it was and it wasn't right. And so I just think that there, the, the word I has the potential there to kind of break down that wall when it's used to take blame rather than when it's used to to take uh, the credit. So I should yeah. always be used to take blame, not credit. Yeah, I think it was so powerful about a story like that is if the leader you know stood in the gap 
for the person they're leading and say, you know what, hey, this was my fault. Or even if it really was, you know, the subordinate's fault and, you know, it certainly wasn't something that, you know, was against company policy or something. It was a genuine mistake. Sure, yeah. I think standing in the gap for somebody to to the superiors or both say, hey, listen, I dropped the ball on this. I didn't make sure that this was done right. I'll take the blame. There is so much buy-in that can happen in that moment um, versus creating, again, what kind of culture do you, culture do you want to create instead of a blame, uh, a blame game culture of it, it wasn't me. Don't look at me. You know, I'm just I'm just here for the paycheck too, or I'm just here to get you know my job done, and I can't help it that I don't have good people following me because I just work know, here. Yeah, I just work here. I mean, you know, because the reality is, and I know this kind of varies, but you know, the quality of the followers often are a good indication of the quality of the leader, and I think most people don't think like that, but that is the case. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. Um, so Dustin, anything, um, anything to, 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 to kind of close this out? I just, I really thought when we came to, uh, when we came to this topic, I really thought it was something that I think a lot of us, um, overlook so much and don't think about and don't take the time to think about when we're, when we're, when we're saying things, because a lot of times we don't mean to alienate other people. We don't mean to blame yeah. people, but I think it's one of those things that kind of sets a tone and it's one of those extra things where can I be a good leader without this? Yes. But is this one of those things that's going to make a great leader? Yes. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a kind of a game changer in the whole thing. So do you have anything to say before we let these people go and we promise to be back in February? Yeah, but in, March, it, in March, sorry. in March, in, in March, uh, I definitely think that there is one some intentionality that, of course, comes into this is watching your language, watching your speech, um, because what it does show is where your heart is at as a leader. Um, you know, it's no secret that generally, if you're trying to get something done, some of it may be about the mission, but some of it may even be about recognition, and so that needs to be decided: Are you doing this to be recognized? Because if so, you probably don't want to say we. But if you're doing this to improve not just what the mission of the of your organization or your whatever, but it's also to build a great team and really do life with people. I think that's what leaders do. Great leaders make life better for those around them. You know, they can't solve every problem and can't do everything. But in general, to the best of their power and ability, they make life better for those who are around them. Yeah. And so I think that's where we is important. Yeah, absolutely. And this is and this is one of those things that I think can trickle down all the way to the mom, to the dad, to the person that's even setting the tone at home and is teaching their children how to how to own their mistakes, but also um, yeah. how to participate in something that's that's big and do something that's great. So anyway, everybody have a great month. We will see you back in March. We promise we will not make you go four months again or whatever it was, three months without us. We missed you and we'll be back. I know. Listen, I'm sure your refreshed fingers are cramped, but no worries. We'll be back soon. <laughs> Y'all have a great month. <laughs>